You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about Funkadelic, One Nation Under a Groove. On the line, I have Rob. Hello. Ben. Yahoo. And Kyle. Hi there. One Nation Under a Groove is the 10th studio album by the American funk and rock band Funkadelic, released on the 22nd of September, 1978, on Warner Brothers Records. The producer was George Clinton, and the genre is funk, soul, and rock. And I'm going to read from the book, Agnes Saki Watskacha. I'm going to go with that. Funkadelic liberated rock music from the psychedelic bad trip taken by American West Coast bands at the turn of the 60s and played a major part in transferring black sounds and rhythms to white rock music. The presence of several ex-members of James Brown's backing band, the JBs, including ace bassist and showman extraordinaire Bootsy Collins, was a vital ingredient in the heady Funkadelic brew. The absurd sense of humor of Funkadelic's leader, George Clinton, manifested itself not only in his colorful, eccentric costumes and circus-like performances, but also in the lyrics, track titles, and, and coherent artistic concepts of the band's records. One Nation was released at a time when two projects led by Clinton, Parliament, and Funkadelic, which assembled an almost identical lineup of musicians, merged into one coherent concept band named P-Funk. Members claim that the fans would enjoy transcendent experiences through listening to the music. One Nation was a platinum seller. Little wonder there are pure funk numbers descended from James Brown and Sly Stone. Hendrix-like guitars and avant-garde dance beats produced by synthesizers and other electronica. The title track, meanwhile, was a U.S. R&B number one and became one of Funkadelic's biggest anthems. All right, what do we think of Funkadelic? One Nation Under a Groove. It's a fun record. I enjoy listening to it. I think I like Maggot Brain better. I also think it's kind of front-loaded. It's like side one, I bop to a lot harder than side two, which is still good. But like the the songs that stick around in my brain are are the side one songs. I agree. Are you counting side one and side two as the entirety of what we're here, including side two with the uh, side C and D uh, seven inch? Uh, no, uh, I, I'm considering I was considering this a six track album with side one being one nation under a groove, groove allegiance and who says a funk band can't rock. And then side two being pro mental shit, backwatch psychosis, enema squad, the doo doo chasers into you and Charlie. Yeah, it's weird with the the sort of bonus EP that came along with it. 
yeah, I mean, is this technically a six song or a nine song uh, like album? I don't really know what to call it. That's a hard that's a hard call, right? Thrown that uh, that little something extra from Stevie Wonder. Uh, yeah. As a as part of the uh, the album, since it came with the album, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to know where to call that. It's a fucking cover of Maggot Brain, <laughs> like <laughs> on one of the one of the sides. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not nearly like there. N- nothing that's happening in my cans is like bad in any way, shape, or form. It's just it like it that uh, that Parliament record we did though, like excited the ever living crap out of me. And like this just does not bring me back to that like oh man this is weird and funky you know yeah the mothership like, is, connection yeah th- this this feels I don't know I, I I like someone took a little bit of the fun out of it for me yeah, yeah it does feel a bit more like a a rock rock record um, there's a lot more guitar driven things like who says a funk band can't play rock um, obviously and it it leans a little heavier on that sort of, I don't know, slime the family stone in a less more wacky, goofy out there, knock it down, drag it out, party out. And that's always been like the difference between these two projects of the same members, right? That's true. Like Funkadelic's more a psychedelic rock band with funk, whereas Parliament's more just like straightforward R&B influenced funk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I I don't dislike it. It's just not, I don't know, it. I got I, I got spoiled with the uh, yeah the it's hard to go back I think <laughs> between the the two uh, the two albums I think I think you're right though Ben it starts really strong I mean maybe that's uh, sort of a disservice of the album is when it starts with One Nation Under a Groove and you're getting into it I mean that's more of a Parliament song obviously yeah. there's a crossover but. I, I understand what Rob's saying. You get into that really like, oh, this is going to be a really fun party album. And then all of a sudden it kind of comes comes down to who says a funk band can't play rock. And then you have like Enema Squad and it's a little like, uh, this is this is fine. It's good. But it, it doesn't have that sort of lasting. Uh, it doesn't get up. the party going. Yeah. Yeah. It's more chill out. I like it in a squad. <laughs> I do too. I like the the fear of a sandwich that can eat you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the lyrics are are just always amazing. <laughs> yeah. Which Parliament record? Uh, that was before I was. Yeah. Uh, talking with you guys in here. Which one are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Mothership, Mothership Connection. Connection. Yeah, and that's a great album. That's one of the best dang records that this book introduced me to. Like, I'm okay. I I think that was like mere weeks before you hopped on, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was pretty recently. And then uh, before that, we we did one other funkadelic record. We did Maggot Brain. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did find it interesting too that at this time that that became the biggest hit. Uh, One Nation Under Group did become like a huge, huge hit for them. Um, and it sold like a million, million copies. The single did. Unquote uh, for that song said, I wanted the slinky feel of the Dion Warwick records with Burke Bacharach, a smooth groove, but funky. I always think of Burke Bacharach and <laughs> Dion Warwick, Kyle. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, in all seriousness, no. But I like it. Yeah. The uh, And the reason... 
the reason I wanted to bring up the uh, the other bands, Parliament, Funkadelic, and there's another one, obviously, Bootsy's Rubber Band was the third one. Um, they're all going so on. Same, at the, same members as Same also? members, yep. <laughs> Basically, all the same members. But I guess they did that because they thought it would give them a better chance to of survival if they were producing um, multiple bands at, at one time. So he says that One Nation could have been a parliament record, uh, but Funkadelic, he said, quote unquote, Funkadelic needed a hit. Uh, so the guitar solo made it more Funkadelic. Hmm. Interesting. Do you know, I, I didn't check. Is that Eddie Hazel on guitar? He was the guitar player on Maggot Brain. Yeah, he's on um, he's on the bonus for Maggot Brain. And I think he is. They don't really call their instruments instruments. No, they don't. I just realized that. That's why. Thrabasonic yeah. funky. Oh, Thrabasonic funky guitarists. Yeah. So that'd be the guitar. That's uh, Mike Kid <laughs> Funkadelic Hampton, Hampton and Gary Scheider. It took me like a uh, minute to figure out what the hell was going on with this. <laughs> There's banjoed mother plucker. Uh, Avatarian. Oh, uh, it's a, uh, it's an, uh, ARP avatar. Kibo Dans and Kibo Dans and Synthesoides. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that, that's the dude from the Ohio Players. He jumped on to uh, Funkadelic. Is that uh, Bernie Worrell or uh, Walter Morrison? Walter Morrison's Ohio Players. I just clicked into yeah. his link. Walter Ginny Morrison. Oh yeah. Funkadelic Blam Gusta Vocaloids. Voices for the Nation. Bass Thumpasaurians. All right, that's <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so there's more than just Bootsy on this? Uh, yes, the Bass Thumpasaurians are William Bootsy Con- Collins, Rodney Skeet Curtis, and Cordell Boogie Mosin. There's a lot of people in this. It's a whole collection. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it... It makes sense. It's like they were just making music and some things lean, whatever, more funk or more psych. So it, it's like, why not have everybody in the room who can contribute and then just go with uh, go with what you got? It was really amazing. I don't know if anybody's seen the like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of uh parliament funkadelic like getting up for the award but there's like 30 people that are all just standing around that's So could you guys find any live footage of them uh, on this tour? No, I, I didn't know that I did. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to recap the entirety of uh, Mothership Connection, but watch all the live footage from any Mothership Connection stuff, Kyle. There's, it's fucking insane. There is a spaceship. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yep. Yep. There's a huge spaceship that would come and land down and and, uh, George Clinton would would get out and sing a song. He was like a... Did they continue to get use out of that after the Mothership Connection tour? Oh, yeah. They've got it on PCU, don't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they definitely used it for quite a while until they went into bankruptcy and had to, <laughs> had to scrap it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they used it mostly for parliament shows, but yeah, they they, they got a lot of use out, out of it. Mm-hmm. The guitarist was talking about it, and I guess one time the spaceship took off and got tangled up in the drum set, and the drum set went up with the spaceship. <laughs> Sounds... Sounds like Spinal Tap. <laughs> it is. Did you did you want to add on to what else happened that night? <laughs> or oh, with the naked night? lady. Yeah, another night, a woman got on stage, but buck naked, and was blowing rings out of her private parts. As a young kid, <laughs> uh, the guitarist was five feet away, and he was like, "With my guitar, thinking, how do I follow that?" <laughs> You gotta show them your butthole, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> show them your smokes. <laughs> this does bring up the Prince factor. It is very Prince. I hadn't. Prince has got to be getting active that. around this time, right? What's, very... When does his first one come out? Oh yeah. What a th- what a thought. Seventy eight. One would have. Yeah, but it's very guitar driven. Um, like a lot of his stuff is mm-hmm. rock driven, I guess, but it has a bit of a funk. Maybe a little psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, psychedelic element. So, yeah. I do re- recall on the last Mothership Connection, uh, Prince citing Parliament Funkadelic as, and I think maybe even Maga Brain as, as a big influence. I could see that. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I do have to say, listening to this too, I I felt like it was a more controlled. Um, like the recording... I don't know if it's just a production or or what, but it did seem like it was honed in a bit on the on the instruments. Like everything was recorded pretty pretty well, as opposed to maybe Maggot Brain, which is a little um, a little rougher. Clinton himself is cited as the producer. I'm sure I'm sure it helped to 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 be in the studio for you know. A previous, uh, this is their tenth studio album. So. Under oh, under Funkadelic, right? Or is that total? Because how many do they have under Parliament? Uh, it says for Funkadelic. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, they have a lot of albums. <laughs> so many albums. They're getting their reps in. I was hoping one of you guys could like explain to me why this is considered the greatest funk album of all time by some people, but by a lot of critics, I guess. Like. Where did you read that, Rob? Probably uh, the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh it's on a lot of lists like Rolling Stone greatest uh 500, it's on Vibe magazines, 100 essential albums, 20th century. Um, yeah, there it's some people lot it as a uh, greatest funk album or best uh, best like a top 10. I don't I don't know if I agree with that, but like if you're talking top 10 funk albums, you should have Mothership Connection on there. You you should have other Parliament Funkadelic albums on there. And how much of that list is just going to be Parliament Funkadelic? You know, like you've got a you've got a lot of funk to cover. 
No, no. The, the things that I was reading was that this was lauded as like this is the highest echelon of funk, and I, it's good. I just don't, I, I don't see it that way, and I don't know if like it's my ears being uh, babies, um, or if, if like there was something you guys were getting that I was missing. I'm on the same page as you, Rob. I like this. I I also am wondering. I would like someone to tell me what I'm missing. I don't think you're missing anything. I just think it's a different take on on a. Bl- it's more of a melding, yeah, of the rock variety. Yeah, I can see that. that. It's weird, but not. I don't know. I don't know. Everything tastes bland nowadays, it's guys. Not, yeah, it's not funk with a capital P. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's a must hear, Birch. I, I don't know if this is a this is a necessary uh, inclusion into the, a, a must hear. That that seems. I think strange. about that, and then I think about that every single time I hear like the title track. I mean, even this song. And to you is is pretty good. It's real good. None of it's bad. It's all right there. It just you're right. It doesn't roll the same way. The single for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good for sure. Like it's just nonstop. And this is good, but maybe maybe it's a single singles uh, factor. We've had that before with a couple albums where the single is so good that it's it's hard to deny the album. I mean, I know you guys hate the Eagles and Hotel California, but that single is like, for a lot of people, that's a huge single. They listen to that album and can, you know, Life in the Fast Lane or whatever, they, they're like, yeah, that's okay. But for them, it's that single is the album. And for this, maybe it's the same scenario where people th- think very fondly of this album because of the single. Maybe. I I wish I wish there was just a barn burner of a funky groove with a catchy hook somewhere on side two. Like if there was a reason on like I like all of side two, but side two it also it just I don't know. The songs are just are kind of long and groove oriented where I feel like it could use a hook. Not that into you now isn't technically a hook. There's something for something for me with my pop damage deers to to hang my hat on would be nice somewhere on that side of a record. Yeah, this is sort of the Sly and the Family Stone uh, effect that we had with those two albums. The first one is a barn burner of an album, and the second one is a more subdued, introspective, and laid back. Although it's not as crazy weird as uh, like Maggot Brain. I was willing to go there with Maggot Brain because it was just so far out there. 
in the way that they were kind of experimenting with a lot of instruments and yeah, maybe this just veered too much in the middle and we want, we want one or the other. Oh, I guess for me, if we were covering 1001 albums that don't have a bad song on them, you know, (laughs) absolutely. There's not a bad song on here, but a thousand one albums that one must listen to before they die. Of course, that's going to be subjective, but I don't know as long as like Funkadelic is represented and parliament is represented. I don't necessarily know if I need this one as a must listen to before you die, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. And and no way, shape or form is there filler on this. Like nothing's none of these songs give off that. Like, yeah, I gotta, gotta get this album out. I guess we'll, we'll fart out another seven minute tune. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it just doesn't grab me. And that, you know, I guess they, they all can't grab me. So, no. uh, I don't know, Birch. Are you on the neutral? Is there on the neutral? I think I, yeah. I'd I'm, say neutral. I'm, yeah. I mean, uh, I listen to it for the singles, but it, it, it just doesn't make me shake my butt the way the other one did. Yeah. I agree with that. It's a, yeah, I was just going to say it's definitely a great album. Listen to it. It just doesn't it doesn't push over into the I'm going to put I'm going to put it on repeatedly like uh I mean I think 7 out of 10 times or so I would probably just put Mothership Connection on. Or if I wanted to get weird then I the other times I'd probably put it on Maggot Brain or some uh, another album by them. So yeah. I'm in agreement with with all y'all. Yeah. So I guess that makes it a neutral. Uh that being said, I really enjoy listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any funkadelic parliament I'm, uh, I'm on board for. And so cool. is this the last of it that we're getting? That's a good question. Got any, got any eighties, uh, George Clinton coming up? Nope. That this is it. This is it. Uh, Oh, I do have some, some more things. Uh, George Clinton says, I always took One Nation Under Groove to mean that some of the world's problems are too big to change, so we might as well just groove. We'll play until we feel like stopping. It could last a half an uh it could last half an hour. So there's it's kind of their jam out uh song. It's the funk, the whole funk, and nothing but the funk. <laughs> Love it. All right, next time we'll be talking about Throbbing Gristle, DOA third and final report. All right. Thanks y'all.